What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today we are going to be discussing something really important to Witch Space as a coven. How did divination bring us together? Yeah, that's true. Because prior to divination, we were just each doing our own thing. We were aware of each other. Mostly. Yeah. I don't know if... I don't know if I knew for real that you were a witch until we started talking about, like, tarot and stuff. That's true. I kind of feel... I remember you saying that to me, like, looking at me straight in the face and being like, so I'm a witch. And I was like, oh, okay, me too. Yeah. Cool. Because it's kind of hard when people start asking questions about stuff and I just feel like, all right, listen, this is why I know this stuff before you ask. Like, I'm just going to say it. What I think is interesting, I feel like divination might be the way we covertly ask somebody else like are you a witch like yeah you know what i mean um because as somebody who's latinx we have spanish to do that like if yeah. i go somewhere and i think like oh is that person hispanic and i saw a really funny video that flaco navaja did um with it where it's like he's on the phone ordering food and you're not quite sure. So you're like, yes. And I'd also like to have um, the, you know, I don't know what it was, the, the tostones, because they were my abuela's favorite. Like instead of saying grandmother. <laughs> you say grandmother, like a Spanish word and then right. see if they respond. And then the person's like, oh, and they're like, wait, are you Puerto Rican? Yeah, I'm from the Bronx. You know, so it just becomes this thing. And I know, I thought it was hysterical because I do that in Spanish. Like if I see somebody, yeah. I'll say like, or I'll talk to myself in Spanish to see if the person goes, oh, you speak, I'm like, oh, you speak Spanish? Because you don't just want to assume. And also yeah. a lot of people don't speak Spanish, even though that's the culture. I think that that's what we do as witches sometimes. It's like, like, oh, you read tarot? Oh, yeah. you have oh, cards? How did you get into tarot? Like, yeah. why, you know, do you do anything else? And then, and I think that's when people start asking, right? I know what the question they really want to ask is, you know, quite possibly if they are one. Is are you a witch? Right. So it's just like, hey, I'm a witch. There, boom, done. I, yeah, know? I think you, I think you just jumped in with that when yeah. we were having this conversation. You were just like, yeah, I'm a witch, and what? And I think you thought that I was gonna be like taken aback, and I was just like, oh, cool. Well, this is gonna be easier then. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. Um, and I also think it's funny because there are people, even in witch space, that don't I didn't identify as witches. Yeah. And then, like, through divination, it's like, well, I guess guess now I'm interested in this stuff and that stuff and what's going on here and what's going on there. So it's also, it's the gateway drug, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Divination Divination is the weed of of witchcraft. Exactly. I love that. (laughs) Once you do one, then, you know, you get into harder stuff. I need, like, a... Like a little enamel pin where it's, like, a tarot card, but it's a weed leaf in the middle. There you go. that would be hilarious. Just if anybody wants to make that. Yeah. And that's basically how we start started because um, let's get together. Let's talk about cards. Yeah. We, it wasn't like a, we didn't immediately become like, oh, we're coming now. Yeah. It was like, oh, well, I brought my cards and you brought your cards. So let's like ask our card stuff. Well, we specifically said we didn't want to be in a coven. Yeah. There's not one person that said we want this. It was just. Yeah, it's. It was the anti. I was like, I don't want anybody telling me what to do. I do this on my own. I'm solitary. We're just getting together. So when I started dating my boyfriend at the time, who's now my fiance, we were just like doing the things that we're dating without having said we were dating. So I sat down one day and I was like, you know, we're dating, right? He's like, oh, you know, I don't know. And I was like, no, this is, this is what dating is. We are seeing each other exclusively. We spend all of our time together. We're like, this is dating. He's like, oh, okay. And now we're basically married. 
Right. And I feel like that's what our coven is. Yeah. We were all like, oh, we're not a coven. Like, no, we're not interested in covens. And then one day we sat down and we're like, you know, we're doing all the stuff that covens do. Yeah. Like, we hang out. We talk to each other about witchcraft. We, like, work spells for each other. We're a coven. Yeah. That's what we did. Yeah. It was like, surprise, one day you're just a coven now. So this could be you, just so you know. <laughs> just tell your friends that you're a witch. And then magically a coven appears. Yeah, it'll just happen before you know it. So... The thing that brought you and I together, Gemini and Scorpio, was specifically cards. Yeah. You do a lot of stuff, but you are really good at Lenormand. Yeah. Which was a thing that I had never even heard of when we started talking about it. I had been reading tarot for 10 years, like eight or nine years at that point. And so we were like, well, let's see if we can get the same readings. Let's see if they're going to validate each other. Let's see if we can get info in the same way. Um, Which was a lot of fun. I loved yeah. doing that. Oh, it was dope. Asking two systems the same things and seeing the same answers. Yeah. yeah. And then you got some Oracle cards, which then got added into the mix. Yeah. I picked up Lenormand because of you. Okay. I predicted one thing. Mm-hmm. And then I have never picked up my Lenormand cards again. Why? I, I don't know. I'm just never really, like, called to do it. But okay. I read for my cousin maybe, like, a year ago. And I was like, oh, you're probably going to get engaged. It was two years ago. You're probably going to get engaged in September. And then September of that year, they got engaged. And I was like, all right, drop the mic. I'm done. <laughs> Leonard Mon is done. I won. <laughs> you can't win in divination. But I did. Right. Um, Scorpio 2 does a lot more. She has a lot of non-card options. Right. She does charms. She does I, charms. I, I read charms also, but I, I don't know. I, I real. I went all in with charms mm-hmm. and it just, some divination makes me feel good. Like I love yeah. doing it. Charms is just like, eh, like I'll do it and, but I'm not like into it, into it. Yeah. I feel like what I want to talk about is kind of like the, the more obscure stuff that we do. Cause I feel like people see us talking about Lenormand and Tarot, and people see people talking about Lenormand and Tarot on Instagram and on the internet all the time. But, like, how do charms even work? Okay, so what you're looking for are, well, okay. So you can buy pre made charms, in other words, just little charms that somebody has put together. Mm-hmm. Or, and what I like is the more organic way of, like, you know, you go somewhere and you see a little charm, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive. I actually don't think they should be expensive because you're not really using them. But you could buy one. Oh, I really like this. And then what does it mean to you? Like sit with it. Like what do you think this represents? And then you've got, um, you build on it. And then you ask questions and you throw the charms. Now you can just, like you do, um, instead of doing a full spread, you can just pull out one card. You can pull out one or two charms and to, you know, got it. to answer a question. Or you can throw them down and see what patterns, what charms are okay. next to other charms. You also have to determine for yourself. There's a lot of, you making, not making things up, but you deciding what it means if something falls above something, next to something, on top of something, if the charm is, you know, uh, face down versus face up, depending on, you know, if it's backwards. You determine that with okay. the charms. There are different people who have created charms, some gorgeous charms and systems. Uh, one of them is Carrie Paris, who is phenomenal. Um... But for the most part, it should be a personal thing that you make up 
Um, but once you have a system, you stick to it. So it's not like, well, today I'm going to make it up this way and tomorrow I'm going to, no, no, no. You have to really sit there and build it. So, you know, it can be fun, but for me, I don't know, cards are satisfying. Very much so. You know? I agree completely. So, you know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe at some point I'll be more of a charms lady. I don't know. My bag is gigantic. Maybe that's another problem. I have way too many You're just carrying too much stuff. I think that's it. You got to go and like pick out the ones yeah. that really are. Yeah, because what I bought from Carrie, I bought um, Lenormand charms. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I thought, oh, this is going to be really awesome. And then did do you really No, they are. They're really, they are really <laughs> awesome. I mean, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, but it's more and satisfying for you to use the, to use the cards. cards. Yeah. Just for me. Yeah. I even had a friend make me a... Like a board? Like yeah, a, thank a, you. She's just like motioning think. in the air. Yeah, that's, that's getting nowhere fast. Yeah, a board that has the houses. It has Lenormand cards. Just And then I, I also throw on that. That's super cool. That's fun. I have to admit, that's fun. But, you know, after a while, I go, let me just pull out my cards. Like, why am I doing all this? Yeah. So, but, that's no. A, I can just imagine, like, that image sounds really cool. They are gorgeous. I would want it to be, like, super, like, smoky, like a ton of sage and Palo Santo, and you're just like... Chilling in a dark room, like, throwing charms. Sounds yeah. aesthetic AF. Okay. Scorpio gets mad when I say aesthetic. Also, Aquarius still gets mad when I say aesthetic. No, I'm just upset about the whole Palo Santo because it's, well. Nope, do it. You gotta go in now. So, you know that people are just cutting out Palo Santo, and it really is a sacred, a sacred wood of some indigenous people. So it would be better if people were more conscious. Be of... more conscious, and if it's not part of your tradition, why are you using Palo Santo? I just have a, an issue with cultural appropriation. Is it just getting to me? It's just it's something yeah, that's exciting. I feel you. And you know, it's happening even with divination. I'm seeing people who do not have a background uh, from Spain or from the Romani people of Spain teaching people how to read the uh, Baraja Española. And I'm not saying people can't read it. Absolutely. If you're interested, you should go all in. But when it comes to teachers, when it comes to who you go to, it's kind of bothering me that some cultures take from other cultures and they're like, hey, here we are here. Let's learn this deck. And it's like, okay, who are you? Like why? I'm sure that there are other people. I'm not saying me, but I'm saying there are other people out there that probably have as much experience. Mm -hmm. I would like to see them teaching i feel like we see the same people teaching certain things i don't disagree with you there you know and la baraja española is one um now there's also an italian deck that is very much like the baraja española but the person wasn't italian either there's a specific person i'm thinking about i'm not going to say names but that's teaching these courses and i'm just going okay you're not italian that's spanish you can't get somebody who's from these yeah. cultures to do this. Would so. you mind for the audience yeah. telling us a little bit more about the Baraja Española? So the Baraja Española is, you can also use it, they're playing cards. Um, so I can use but it for like different. war if I wanted to. I guess, yeah, yeah, sure you could. Okay. But, and in Puerto Rico, there's a game called Briscas that I learned to play with my cousins. That was a lot of fun. You use that deck. Okay. So, but it's also a tool of divination. And my great-grandmother used to take it out. And if somebody came over to the house, she would take it out. And then people were like, oh, what are you doing? 
oh, I'm playing solitaire. This is just like an old Spanish deck. Yeah, no, she was reading people. And then, but I knew and I'd go up and I'm like, all right, Nana, what's going on? She's like, okay, you see her. And she would just, I mean, she was just, you know. I love her already. Shady. But, you know, she would tell me stuff. So that's what Baraja Española is. And that's the next thing that we'll be doing in which space, because I brought a deck when I went to Spain. I brought a deck for everybody, so. I'm so excited for yeah. this. Yeah. So this is a really cool experience for us, because you're going to sort of explain, you're going to teach us the, and I'm going to try to say this correctly every time, Baraja Española. Perfect. I'm really excited to learn new divination from you guys. Because, like, for me, I've been doing tarot. That's been my thing. I have some Lenormand decks that I have used. I have some Oracle decks that I'll, like, mix in to the pot. But some of these things I've never or very rarely experienced. And we were talking to Scorpio 2. And she was talking about how she incorporates crystals into her divination. Mm-hmm. The only time I have ever experienced something like that was at a Ren Fair. And, and, you know, you go to the Ren Fair and there's all these tarot readers and, and psychics lined up. And I went to one lady and she was like, pick up three crystals and I'll be able to tell you about a past life. And I was like, that's super cool. Would love to know how to do that. And the idea that I can now be like, hey... Scorpio 2, can you right. teach me this? Like, that is something that I feel like I didn't have access to before we started meeting and hanging out. I think part of it for us is also, I don't know, I guess I never feel like, I don't know what the word is. I just feel it's kind of conceited to go in and say, hey, you want to learn this? I know this. And I think we, we don't take advantage of the fact that people know different things and say, hey, do you want to? teach me this although i don't really see us i don't think i'm really going to teach you the cards i mean i i sent you guys the meanings yeah and i'm going to talk about spreads which i care about deeply and you know um i guess we can talk about the meanings if people have questions about it i just want to see you guys play with them yeah that's really how you learn very much so yeah you know was there a moment when you started doing divination with any of the the things that you use, where you felt, like, comfortable for the first time? Like, where it hit you and you were like, oh, I'm really good at this. I think I've always been the kind of person that feels the opposite. Mm -hmm. I always go, oh, I stink at this. This is terrible. Um, I used to go to this group for Lenormand. People used to meet just to do Lenormand. And I never wanted to open my mouth. So I always said, nope, these people are amazing. And for some reason, they always thought that I read well. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I don't know what they think I'm doing because I don't, you know, so I really, when it comes to divination, okay, this is going to sound weird. Go for it. So like I'll read for people and I can do whatever and people seem happy, but there's certain readings where I am reading and I feel energized. Yes. And when that happens, I'm like, I am so on right now. That's the only time that I really feel confident. I think I always lack a little bit of confidence with cards. I don't know. And and I think the only, I don't know, the only system that I learned that I felt super comfortable with from the beginning was gypsy cards. What are gypsy cards? So gypsy cards, some people say I think that Either it came from Lenormand or Lenormand came from it or something like that. Um, 
They're a lot, in a lot of ways, I feel like they look a lot like Kipper. But, I don't know, they're just an old system. Relationships, it's more about, like, okay. connections and relationships and stuff like that. I don't like the way they looked. I always thought the cards themselves were really ugly. And speaking of aesthetic, you say that I hate <laughs> when you say aesthetic. Yeah. But if something isn't visually appealing, I don't want to pick it up. I agree. So I always was just like, yeah, gypsy cards, I don't care. And then this um, particular reader who's really good, um, Tony Poole, the card geek, she came out with this, with just, she teamed with an artist mm-hmm. and they did this super cool, really like edgy, new, almost comic booky looking gypsy cards. And I fell in love with that deck. And she also redid Kipper. And I felt the same way. I felt like, I don't know, some of the drawings on there are just... Mm-hmm. I can't get into something that looks Victorian and it's not even like a yeah. nice Victorian. It just looks That's crappy. like the traditional Kipper is like, yeah. okay. Yeah. But I like Kipper and Gypsy because they're directional. I like cards that when you're reading those, you, some cards are like stop. So like no matter if this card's after you stop there almost, you I know. I love that. And others like which way is it facing? Which way is this card That's facing? That's something I picked and up from you. Facing this, yeah. Because I've now started incorporating that in my tarot. Okay. Where, like, if I pull a, a court card, like, if I pull the Father of Swords in the Way Home Tarot, he's directional. He faces a certain way. So if he's facing right. away from something, I can be like, oh, well, you know, I don't think he likes that. Yeah. But I didn't do that until you had done that. And, and that's like, oh, because that's of so those cool. cards. Yeah. You know, something that's above it, something that's below it, something that's next to it. And you look at, and it's, you know, different cards. So I like that because on the one hand, you look at it and you go, okay, this is what this card means. On the other hand, you go, okay, but wait, is it a directional card? Is it a connector? Is it meant to connect two cards? Is it an end card? What is this? So it's, it's really cool. What I liked also about it was, and she's got tons of videos on YouTube. So you can check out the card geek. She's also a very lovely person. She described the different decks and she said, okay, so this deck is this, this deck is that. And then she said, in gypsy cards, you know, that's like that friend you have that's like really honest and will tell you the truth, but then slaps you on the head on the way out. <laughs> yes. And I was like, that's the kind of deck I need. That's the kind of person you are. Yeah, that's the kind of person I am. So that's the kind of deck I need. So yeah, so I, I think that was the first system that I started reading off the bat where I went, yeah, this is very comfortable. That one, and I also really like stuff from Deviant Moon, their Oracle decks. Yeah, you you connected to that really quickly. I remember when you bought... What's the... Mildred Payne's Yeah, when you bought Oracle. Mildred, that was like... You could feel it in the air. Yeah. You guys just had like a connection. I'm tapping my fingernails together. Connection with each other. And then came the Oracle of Black Enchantment. And there's a new one coming out. Oh, no. I already pre-ordered it. Of course you did. I'm really in love with these decks. I'm in love with these decks. Again, aesthetics. It's very dark. It is super dark. Yeah. Mildred and I don't get along. She's very blunt, though. Like these, yes. I, what I like about these Oracle cards is like, you may not like what I have to say, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I'm going to say it. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Yeah. So just deal with it. Um, I like to read them in conjunction with other things because other cards will soften the blow. Please and thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's... Okay. So... This is an experience that I had recently with divination. Um, I guess I'm kind of out of the broom closet now because I had a family party the recently. 
And my sister basically was like, oh, pull some cards. And then everyone in my family was like, pull some cards. So I basically spent the entire family party pulling cards for my family members. Oh, that's so annoying. Well, it's better than having to socialize. Okay. So I was I was okay with it. But there were a couple of readings where, like, the cards were saying something. And I didn't want to say that to my family members. No. So, well, I didn't. I, like, softened the blow personally. I was like, well, like, this is how it could be instead of just being like, the cards are telling you to stop with your bullshit. Um, do you find it easy to do that? To, like, to narrate what the cards are saying? Or are you more comfortable just being like, this is what the cards say, bud? I didn't say it. They said it. I'm just telling you. I feel that because I don't do this for money, I am not reading for you if I can't tell you what I see because I'm not holding back. I just, what's the point of that? I'm not really good at being like, oh, yeah. let me tell you. Like, no, it's like, oh my God, guess what? You know, which is another reason it's really hard when people ask me, all right, so I have a question about my boyfriend. Can oh, you tell yeah. me? Because I'm going to tell you. And it might be bad. And then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. A while ago, at least two years now, she was driving me bananas. And I was like, okay, what are you not understanding? I'm telling you, the cards are telling you, everyone's telling you, just stop. There's like a meme somewhere. I wish I had reposted oh, it. Oh, with the the, de- the deck, and when you lay it out, it says dump him? Uh, no, that's even better. Oh, yeah, there's a meme that says when somebody asks you for the 15th time or something God, like that about... I love that. I we love- should make a dump him card. That we yes. can just like slip just, into a deck. Yeah, and just go, just there, like, oh. it's done. Um, dump him. There was like a meme about if you're the kind, if you're asking tarot cards more than once to tell you about your relationship... You don't need to ask the cards. You we know you shouldn't be in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you have to ask me, I don't have to read the cards to tell you dumped him. Now, I have a question for you. How, do you own a pendulum? Do you use pendulums? I used to own a pendulum. Um, I never really used it. I thought it was cute. I've been interested in getting back into pendulums. Mm-hmm. So, like, every time I go to a witch store, I, like, look at the pendulums. And I'm like, oh, do any of them called me? Are any of them cute? Like, what's good? None of them called me until I got one that was actually cast from a hummingbird skull. That's super cool. That's my pendulum. And I hold it. I have a little Is pentagram. It, it's, so it's cast. So it's, like, a metal that was yeah. molded into. Yeah. That's really cool. That was cast from a hummingbird skull. And then the little... Yeah. The, yeah, the beak is like the yeah. point. Yeah, that's the only one I like. Yeah, because I really have not been able to connect. I, I don't connect with the crystal ones. I just don't connect with any of that. I just I saw this. I saw this. I want. I don't know if I bought it in Salem or New Orleans, but I want to say Salem. I love that. And I saw it, and I I was oh my god, I went bananas for it. And Part that's of my, my problem with pendulums is that I feel like I have too much control, like with. Cards, especially. When I throw down the cards, it's basically random. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's... I'm not good enough at sleight of hand to be, like, putting cards right. in certain places. So it's it's basically random, and then I'm just making the connections mentally. Every time I pick up a pendulum, I feel like I can sense when the... When like it's going to move in... Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I'm moving it. And I... I obviously am not ever intending to move it. I don't pick up a pendulum and go, yeah, screw you. This is yes, this is no. 
like, oh, I'm gonna, I know the answer, so I'm just gonna make it be the right answer. But I feel, I can almost sense like those very minuscule movements of my fingers where I'm like, I just don't feel like I'm impartial enough. No, I think I am. I think, I think it lies to me sometimes. I feel like the pendulum is not as accurate as mm-hmm. other things. I feel sometimes it, but who knows? I mean, things change just because you, yeah. you know, even if you throw out cards, you have free will, so you could change your destiny. Nothing is set in stone. Yeah, I always tell people when I read for them, like, I'm reading for you right now. I'm reading for the vibe right. that the situation has. Yeah. If you come back in six months, the situation is going to be different. I like being able to read somebody or, and tell them something that maybe they wanted to keep from me. Yeah. And you see it, and the look on their face is priceless. But that's also why I don't like reading for people, because it's like, if you don't really want me to know something, don't open don't yourself me, up. Yeah. Alright, so what else? Well, I want to talk about a couple things with divination because I feel like, one, I would love to provide some resources to people that listen to us to be like, these are some great options if you're getting into divination, if you've been doing divination for a while but you want to be better at it. I am a really big fan of um, Everyday Magic on Instagram does a weekly card read. Bakara Wintner gets on and she pulls cards for the collective. And sometimes the message resonates and sometimes it doesn't. But it's been really helpful for me to, like, watch another reader pull cards and look at the different ways that she pulls cards versus how I pull cards. So once a, you know, once a month, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to do it every week. But it would be something cool to, like, see your friends do it, watch Bakara do it, experience somebody else pulling cards or doing your divination so you can compare. It's the same reason why I like to go to like get my tarot read, especially at the Ren Fair, because people do it so differently. And if you see other people doing it and experience that firsthand or through video, it really helps you to narrow down on like how you pull cards, how you are best at understanding the messages. Yeah. I also would love to recommend some books. Okay. So I love Bakara Wintner. This is just me talking about Bakara. I have her What the Fuck is Tarot, which is a really great, it's a very like millennial book. It's very sassy. And it's definitely a modern tarot. It's more based on like the Wild Unknown deck. But it's a really great book for understanding the process of tarot, understanding like how to connect cards in your mind, how to remember things better. And it's super fun to read. It's got great pictures. I'm obsessed with it. I loved the, I do currently love, but I read it previously, the Rana George um, yes. Essential Lenormand book yeah. is amazing. Yeah. That's like a textbook. I think that if you're going to start with Lenormand, that's where you need to start. But on top of that, there are a couple of people that have great free YouTube content that I think people should check out. The first one is Donna Lee. She's on YouTube. She's great because she's got videos where you will know the card and the number of every letter I'm on card um, by the time you're done with the video. That's she's, awesome. She's really good. And and then also Tony Poole, which is T-O-N-I, the card geek. If you look her up on YouTube, she's got... Lenormand, she does Kipper. And what's interesting is she'll do a video where she will talk about Lenormand, Kipper, and Gypsy cards. 
And if you, what's really great is if you read all three systems, Mm -hmm. you're picking up something on all three. If not, you're at least getting an idea of like, oh, so she did this with this card and, you know, and they're not really long and they're good. So I would say those two on YouTube, they're great, especially if you're not sure yet and you're not like, oh, I don't want to buy a book. You can go on there and just check them out. Absolutely. I think that they're excellent. And Tony's on Instagram as well. She's so on we Instagram. Can her. Yeah. And Renna George is also on Instagram. Um, she also has her own deck. Have you seen her? You have the, the Renna deck? George oh deck. Oh my God. It's gorgeous. It's lush. Absolutely I've never said that about I a love card. that. It's lush. Because it is. It's lush. Like it's not just beautiful to look at. Like when you're, I can't explain it when you're just laying them down. They're just mm-hmm. gorgeous. They're just gorgeousity. Well, okay, this is so ridiculous, but yeah. this is a thing. The 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 way cards feel mm. in your hand mm-hmm. matters. Yes, I have certain decks that are beautiful, and I just don't use them because yeah. they're like too slippery. Yeah, and I don't like the way that that feels, or even just the way they feel in your hands. Period. Yeah. You know? No, absolutely. If a deck is too tiny, if a deck is too big and you can't even shuffle them, like, what are you doing? I went to the... Everything's about the Ren Fair for me. I went to the Ren Fair okay. and the guy who did our cards has, like, a gigantic deck mm-hmm. exclusively so that he can make jokes about it when people try to shuffle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be like, oh, here, shuffle, and you you can't fit the deck. Right. Like, you have to, like, do that thing where you, like, make three piles and then pile them back up right, and make right. piles and make piles, and I hate that. But, like, it's also hilarious if you're going to read for other people. Yeah, now I've learned about you. Yeah. I've got your energy by making you go through this uncomfortable situation. It's, like, incredibly clever. Yeah. Run a George book for Lenormand. It's yes. my top pick. Yeah. I would suggest Bakara Wintner's book for Tarot. I also would suggest, and this was a, a recommendation from Scorpio 2, is 101 Tarot Spreads by 20 Modern Tarot Masters. Yes. This is by Sheila Height. And this is awesome, especially if you're like, you've been doing tarot for a while, because this is giving you access to like different ideas, different ways to pull cards. Absolutely. And 101 spreads is like a crap ton of spreads. That's more than I'll ever need in my life. Yeah. And the thing is, these people are really good. Like these masters are really good. And they've come up with their own unique way of you know, for the spreads of looking at tarot. So I think, yeah, if you've already done this for a while and you're like, okay, I'm a little bit bored, not really sure where to go. This might even spark your ideas for creating a new spread. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is an excellent book. And this is only volume one. Volume two is it's coming, coming out. out. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> Buy me a crystal. Oh. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't say it fast enough. But yeah. Great, I'm getting a new crystal. Rude. <laughs> um, we mentioned as we were prepping for this that you hadn't tried... And we don't have anybody in the coven who reads Bones. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really entirely know how Bones works. I mean, they might uh, work the way charms do, but I guess it's based on the shape. I don't know. Because I don't. Yeah. I I would love to meet somebody. I would love. Yeah. If anybody's listening and like, oh my God, I read Bones. Please reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. And tell us how you got into it. Because and one of the things we were talking about before the podcast is like, you know, you're vegan. Yeah. And, and um, I don't know what I am because I barely... <laughs> you just can't eat anything. I just can't eat anything. Um, so how does that even work? I mean, yes, I guess if something is ethically sourced and everything I have, I mean, I have, you know, um, I have like butterfly wings yeah. from somebody who, you know, a piece of jewelry, but I know she definitely does not harm butterflies in any way shape or form and yeah she gets super excited if you know somebody contacts her and it's like oh this i found this and you died and, <laughs> i'm a dead butterfly yeah i mean she will pick it up yeah. she will, you know so 
So, yeah. I mean, how do you go about doing that? Because I can't imagine. Yeah. And then, you know, you have to clean it. And I would just feel so sad. Like, yeah. I would feel that that needs to go back in the earth. But, again, that is a very old tradition. Yeah. So, Absolutely. You know, we I would also, like to learn. I don't think we have anybody who throws runes either. No. Not in the coven. No, coven adjacent. Coven adjacent. Yeah. Because you know somebody. Yeah. But they don't, like, hang out with us. They no. Could, they could. Yeah. Come chill. They don't want to. Oh. All right. Runes we learned about in our magical alphabets class, but I guess you just put the rune on something and then you can throw them. And is it similar to charms where it's, like, where they land or if they're, like, uprighter? No, with runes, you're pulling them. Well, from what I understand, you're pulling them out. Like, one at a time? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you're doing your spread that way. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just assumed because they were, like, objects and not cards that all object divination is sort of done in a similar way. No, I don't I don't think so. There are some really good books on runes, and I can't think of the name of it now. There's we'll a, post there's a, them. There's a real tiny one that's really good that will at least give you the foundation of, of runes. Okay, so as we wrap up this podcast, I want to do like a rapid fire round of like myths about divination. Okay. So did you buy your first uh, divination deck? Yeah. Ditto. Yeah. I Oh, that's a lie. No, I had my first deck bought for me and it had the worst vibe ever and I had to get rid of it. I, I had it bought for me in high school and I never used it. And so the first deck that I ever used for real was mine. I bought it. I have been gifted decks. Unless I really know you. Like Scorpio 2 has gifted me some of my favorite mm-hmm. Lenormand decks. Yeah, I know Scorpio 2. Like I'm totally like, it's great with, yeah. with that. Um, oh, and we haven't even talked about Scorpio 3. Scorpio True. 3... She does something really cool with olive oil and water. I she already reads, love this. She reads the weirdest things. Um, and I, I don't remember. I don't remember what she does, but she does a lot of nature-based, like, yeah, give me that. And if you put this together with it. And I'm just like, what are you doing? It's very bizarre. We will have to talk to her and see if we can post some stuff maybe on an yeah. Instagram story. Because yeah. that sounds really interesting. Like, she tells me, like, oh, I can tell if somebody's put, like, a spell on you or something like that. I love that. And she uses, yeah. She's real She's real hush-hush with the things she does. Like, you just see, like, you know, the outer of who she is. But mm-hmm. if you start talking, you're like, wait, you do what? Like, it's cool. I love that. Yeah. She does some interesting things. But what was the question? Uh, did you buy your first deck? Oh, yeah. So if somebody gives me a deck, like if somebody in which space gave me a deck, I would not poo-poo it. But sometimes people are just like, oh, here, you want this? And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> Big no. Because... Yes, you can cleanse it, but I feel like something like a deck depends. If someone has been working with it, it starts to pick up that energy. Like, I think that's where the myth, because I think this is false too. Like, don't let anybody touch your deck. You know, I don't know how true that is. Yeah. They're touching it. They're not working with it. I think that once someone is working with a deck, yeah. Just like any tool that you have, my wand, my chalice. You know, do I care if somebody picks it up? I think it depends on who it is. Like, if you said, can I see your wand? It wouldn't bother me. Yeah. You're seeing it for two seconds. But yeah, my energy is in there. My energy is in my decks. Like, you know. Yeah. So the idea of me giving my deck to somebody, 
man, I feel like you'd really have to cleanse it. So I don't really like taking decks from people unless I know. So this is this is an interesting even, segue then. Even if they're brand new. That's what I'm saying. Like, the ones I've been given have been brand new, but... Before still. Witch Space was Witch Space. Yeah. A million years ago. Yeah. You made a comment to me that the Rat King, who is my most belovedest, my first deck that I bought myself. Yeah. He was my familiar. And I was like, well, yeah. No, absolutely. Fully got... Yes. But what happens to the familiar in a deck if somebody's trying to give their deck to someone else? You'd have to house the familiar somewhere else. Right? Like, you can't... If you've been working with a deck and then suddenly you're like, I want to give this to somebody. No. I mean, if your deck really is... If your familiar is really in your deck, then that's that's different. I... I guess for me, I feel... I feel like that's a whole other podcast. We're going to talk about I know. familiars one day. Like, we how do you should, get one? actually, because your familiar hangs out with us all the time. He does. He's really good um, when it comes to ceremonies. He likes it. I kind of feel like I know I'm on the right path. Sometimes I'm in the middle of something and he walks out and I go, I'm doing something wrong. Like, he won't even sit oh. with me and I'm just like, all right, what didn't I do? Was I lazy today? He's a cutie pie. Thank you. He's going to lie down now, I can tell. I hope so. He knows we're talking about him, too. Love that. We'll post some more pictures of him. For which face, because you all deserve to see this beautiful angel. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like other myths about divination. Oh, I think the big one is really like how you get your deck. So many people ask me now that they know that I read tarot, like, oh, am, am I allowed to buy my own deck, or like, do I have to go to the thrift store? Like, first of all, do not go to the thrift store. Oh my god, no. I'm very supportive of thrifting, not for a tarot deck. I think the idea of somebody should give you your first deck, and I think that's specifically for Tarot. I don't think it's with every single tradition. I think the idea is that someone has faith in you, almost like someone is going to mentor you. Someone is going to. And I think that's where that came about. And I think it's a nice tradition. I I like the idea that somebody thinks of you and goes, here, I feel like this should be how you learn. And I, I know that there are decks that get passed down. But I don't think it's necessary. I think it's nice. I think it's nice if somebody feels that way about a deck. But then that's a learner's deck. And that deck should then be passed on to somebody else once you've learned. I don't think it becomes your deck. That's really cute. Right. That's that's the difference. And that I've seen done. I love that. You know, you learn with it, it, like, and then you pass it on. Like, and you'll know. Like, even if, like, once you learn with it, you put it to the side and then you buy your own deck. And when you've met that person, you know that's the time to pass on that deck. So it's not like you have to... um, get rid of it immediately. But I think that I've seen done. I, the idea that somebody has to buy you your deck and then, no, I don't, I don't really believe that. Yeah. Are there any know. myths about like Lenormand or Gypsy or Kipper that people like repeat? Um, there are myths about how oh. you, you never, he just went up the stairs. He's gone now. <laughs> if you just heard it, he, he's no longer interested. Well, it's not a ceremony. Um, you can't riffle the cards. Like the... Yeah. Oh. Which is not true. Yeah. You know, um, I'm trying to think of any other myths. Everybody always asks me when I pull for them, are you going to tell me if I'm going to die? And like, sometimes I just want to be like, yes, yeah, I am. Because it's like that myth drives me crazy. And it doesn't matter what I'm pulling because it, it happened when I was pulling Lenormand too is, are you going to tell me when I'm going to die? No. No, I'm going to keep that in a little notebook, and I'm going to track and make sure that my predictions were accurate. I'm not going to tell you. 
I'm lying. That was a lie. <laughs> Scorpio looked at me like I have six heads. Like, what's wrong with you? No, I was looking at you like that because the dog came in at that moment. Oh, and he, it was like, he made so much noise. I love that. I like that he validated my decision to hoard people's death dates. <laughs> um, I won't read for somebody if that's what they want. Like, am I dying? Um, why? I don't feel good. Go to a doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not feeding into this. Like, that's insane. You know? I think there's a, a movement, maybe a small movement. It's a thing that I've seen where people are, are relying on divination as a therapeutic tool. And I actually really like that. Like, what do you mean? Like, instead of going to therapy? Not instead of, but like maybe on top of. Divination can help you to address things that are affecting you. So you can be like, well, you know, if I'm in a really bad mood, I can pull a card. Like, what's causing it? How do I fix it? Like, those are spreads that we see a lot. Okay. And I feel like, I guess shadow work for me seems like using divinatory methods to deal with trauma or anxiety or, you know, things that have been bothering you. And I think that that's a really useful way to, one, practice with these tools, but two, help yourself at the same time. Like... Mm. I love the idea of just, like, having a deck that I can go to to be like, my head is not working right. Like, I'm I'm worried, I'm anxious, what's going on? And have the cards be like, well, you know, you didn't drink enough water, and you're not going outside enough, and <laughs> this, this, and this. Just for me. Like, not to have to be like, phenomenal cosmic powers, what's going on in the universe, but just like a, a deeply personal relationship with divination i guess you can have a deck that that you go to only for stuff like that sure because then you build up that energy i yeah. think that's the whole thing like the more you use a deck the more energy your energy is going into it yeah you know um but that's yeah it's anything remember when i told you i was not buying any more tarot decks because i didn't want to upset the rat king remember that moment yeah i'm a hoarder now it, you know, you can get into the habit. I went nuts by Lenormand cards. I mean, I have so many decks. It's it's a bit crazy. And now I follow Indie Deck Review, mm -hmm. which is torture because it's just all of these gorgeous, like, Kickstarter decks. Mm. And I want them, but they're going to take a year and a half to get to me. So it's like... I'm not... I really don't buy anything anymore. It's very rare. I love that you're settled because one of us needs to be stable in this. And I am the least stable. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, is this a new deck on Amazon? Pre-ordered. Oh my god, is this a new deck for Kickstarter? Supported. <laughs> I'm flipping my hair while I do it. I kind of, now I buy the weird stuff. Like, remember we were in that store and I bought the Theban Art Oracle? Yes. The little, what are they? They're like, um, little dice, dice or something? Yeah. Yeah, I really haven't looked at it, so I can't tell you anything about it. I haven't really done anything with it. So, like, I, but I feel like at some point I will. Yeah. You know? So it's all good. What about scrying? Did you ever try scrying? I did. I tried it when I was younger. Fire I don't have water. the water and water vapor. Okay. I tried it in like smoke, but like not fire smoke, like steam, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't have the focus for scrying. It's too much. It is too much. I don't do it often. I like doing scrying. I think I was saying this to you. 
one day. Um, I definitely cast a circle for that. Yeah. Because you kind of going inside yourself and I'm not doing that unless I, there's a full circle up and, yeah, you know. I'm not a hedge witch or a shaman, so I'm not good at trance states. I'm not good at, like, walking liminal spaces. And I feel like scrying is, is very much related to that. This yeah. idea of, like, getting in touch with another mm-hmm. reality and I'm... I just don't, it just doesn't work for me. So I, I, I haven't tried it since I was wee, a wee witch, <laughs> a little baby. Yeah. I always love the idea of like scrying bowls or like the scrying mirrors mm-hmm. because they're beautiful. Yeah. But I would just display them. That would be it. Oh no, mine's put away my bowl. Oh, very important. I know I've posted about this before, but for those of you listening, please make sure that any mirrors, um, crystal balls, etc., are safely stored. Because a scrying mirror and a crystal ball, both, if hit by the sun in the correct angle, can start fires. So, yes, they are incredibly beautiful tools that we want to display, but also make sure that you can't accidentally light your home on fire because you have a double convex lens hanging out on your dresser. Science. <laughs> Just hot tip from which The space. science of witchcraft. Please don't die. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I feel like that was intensive. Like, welcome to the mind of witch space. Yeah. This is what we do. Yeah, this really is what we like to... We spend a lot of time talking about it and... I feel like this is the, the focus of... Like, this is our... In the sense that, like, locus. That's what I'm looking for. The okay. center of, like, a circle or an ellipse. Yeah. This is the thing that we circle yeah. around... This is because this is the thing that we don't have to explain to each other. You know, I mean, yes, if I do something that you don't, I explain it to you, but it's not like being a different tradition and going, okay, wait, what do we do? You know what I mean? This is where we can just all kind of come together and mostly have fun. And I don't have to be like, which holiday is it? What are we celebrating? But that's never going to happen again because you now know up until this point. (laughs) Oh, God. We'll see what happens. We'll be back in a couple of years with a year and a day part two. I wouldn't be surprised if we did that. <laughs> but yeah, so there's a, a lot of stuff that you can do and look up and research. And if you have questions, definitely reach out to us. If there's something that you do that maybe we didn't talk about that you think is great and you want people to know, please let us know. Like email us or send us a message on Instagram. We're always, we always want to learn about other things. And also I like to talk about them. So I would happily yeah, love to tell the podcast all about your cool stuff and yeah. practice it as a group. All right, so, Scorpio. We done? So we just... got to do our every, every episode. Yeah. Thank gotta... you so much to Sean McShane. Who I saw recently. How's he doing? He's doing good. Making good choices. Yeah, he's making good choices. Like Always makes me laugh so much. He's just an amazing human. And I'm so grateful that he made us iconic music. Love it. Like yeah. anytime I hear something similar, I'm like, which face? Yeah. <laughs> And also thank everybody who's listening because if you're following the moons, you're following us. Why do you say it like that, though? That was so weird. Like... No, it's just like, it's awesome, right? It's a great ready. podcast because people are listening. And Yeah, thank you to all it. of our listeners. Yeah, thank you. We are so grateful that you exist. Absolutely. And of course, if you're following the moons. You're following us. <laughs> <laughs>